Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, what's up? I'm Pendarvis Harshaw, the host of KQED's Right Nowish podcast. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now-ish. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Pendarvis Harshaw, and this is Right Now-ish. I'm going to ask you to take a trip through time with me, back to 1969-1970. Here in the Bay Area, the Zodiac Killer is on the loose, and anti-Vietnam War protests are happening in the streets. And then you've got the Black Panther Party. Only four years after their founding, they have chapters in just about every major city in America. The FBI declares them to be the biggest threat to our democracy. And then they follow up by arresting and or attacking a number of Panthers, including Chicago Panther leader Fred Hampton and Mark Clark. At the same time, the group's co-founder, Huey P. Newton, is incarcerated, and free Huey rallies are being held in major cities all across the nation. Huey is released from jail in the summer of 1970. I have absolutely no power as an individual. Uh, the power is with the people. So the real question is, what are the people going to do? And not too long after that, Huey meets Frederica, a young college student who will one day become his wife. And it was something in that connection. Something just happened in there. His vulnerability and his quietness that just kind of captivated me. Fifty years later, I sit down with Frederica Newton to discuss what it's like to fall in love and maintain a relationship in the midst of fighting for liberation. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Dilfettah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Up the stairs to a big red door with a knocker. Should I use the knocker? Hello there. Hey. How are you? All right. How about yourself? Good. Good. Good to meet you. Good to meet you. I've heard you. Wait, when did you first join the party? Huey was released from prison, was it August of 70, whatever year, 70 or 71. And that's where I met him at my mother's house. 
my mother was the real estate broker for the Black Panther Party, and unbeknownst to me, and I'd <laughs> come home from college. Um, I was going to school in Willamette University in Oregon and came home for, from college. And my mother said, Huey's coming over for brunch. Like, wait, what? And I had just seen him at the rally when he got released uh, that summer. And this was December that he was coming over for brunch. So, and then it was um, a few months later that I joined the party. I believe it was in March. What was it like walking in the house that day? Huh. It was a lot. There were, it was packed full of um, young academics and students and activists and some Panthers kind of in corner. There was a John Seal looking, looking kind of scary in these black leather jackets and arms crossed. And then there was Huey. He was just eating, 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 sitting at my mother's table. And all these people, I have a picture of him there that day, but all these people were asking him a lot of questions about um, these kind of deep intellectual academic esoteric questions and I was pretty young and not really political at the time and so it it came time for me to ask him a question I was really trying to get out of there and go downtown so I could get some fabric to make an outfit and then go to doggy diner get a hot dog with my girlfriend so I just asked him um so what was it like in prison <laughs> was about deep as I could go <laughs> okay <laughs> but he put down his fork and he stopped and he thought, and he looked at me in the eyes, and he said it was very lonely. Mm. And it was something in that connection. Something just happened in there. His vulnerability and his thoughtfulness and his quietness that just kind of captivated me. So the rest is kind of history. And how soon after did you all begin dating? Or at what point did you date? So now you're in my business. So I like, I like- <laughs> We're talking about love. Hey, I want to know the details. <laughs> uh, that night. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. When you all dated, did y'all have a song? Yeah, so Huey loved Isaac Hayes. Yeah. I stand accused. Are you kidding me? Stand accused. And I hope, I hope it's not a crime. Right. That album, and and back then the the speakers were like this big, and he had four of them. They were huge. How do you maintain a healthy relationship in the midst of combating oppression? I don't know that you do. I mean, I don't. It's like being in a foxhole together. Everything is intense. Everything is immediate. A lot of relationships were sacrificed, and it gave new meaning to stay in the day. It was seize the moment and seize the time. It was definitely that sense of immediacy and urgency, because you just didn't know if you'd have another day. Mm-hmm. So relationships were intense. Uh, we had to work at having fun. You know, they had to schedule time. Okay, you are going to have fun on this. Here's a dance, which came later on, because we worked so hard. So there was there was a very intense time for us all. I left a couple of years after I joined. I wanted to go back to school and did. And thereafter, college, you eventually came back, correct? I did. I came back and... Intermittently was in relationship with Huey throughout the years. And eventually we got married in 84. And, you know, it was never an easy life. It just wasn't, it wasn't an easy life. 
for him or with him, and we just tried to craft a semblance of a, a normal life together. And the police were relentless. It never ended. They raided our home on two occasions. I mean, tore it completely apart. And Huey was struggling with his addiction. And, you know, that just wreaks havoc on, on everybody involved. It's a horrific disease, addiction is. And it's, it's one that takes its toll on anybody that loves the person that's addicted. The spiritual program was something that I was lacking early on that I definitely had to develop later on. Um, to keep myself balanced and my child, we were, we were also raising other children together. So it was important to stay healthy myself, stay healthy spiritually, and to make sure that uh, in the midst of all of that chaos that there was a place for me and my children. And when Huey passed, um, how did that impact you? Oh, I, um, I just, he was just my soulmate. I, I know it's a trite term, but he was just my best friend. And I, I got into a relationship that didn't allow Huey to die. And I just, I don't know, I just could never let him go. So it was so important for me that his work, that the work, not just what Huey did, but that the work of the Black Panther Party was um, never forgotten. Oh, I don't know if that answers your question. It definitely did. I'm I mean, still it, grappling with it. <laughs> like moving forward, and what about dating in the Bay now? Now you doll in my business. <laughs> not about me, not just about general, you, general, general. Right. Now yeah. all of a sudden I'm on a dating program. <laughs> it was a struggle to not, like, how do I find someone that wouldn't feel either intimidated by feel, feeling like they had to fill his shoes. I think that I've just come full circle. Being in a relationship that has nothing to do with Huey, finally. That it's not an attempt to get away from him. It's not an attempt to find someone that's just like him or polar opposite. Ladies don't give up. Because it's taken this long, I think, to reconcile that. And I think that I'm in a good place now. I'm in a good relationship with a good man. That's great. Yeah. 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 Relationships. Uh, Keep man. hope alive. It's, it can work. Follow up. This is something I've been thinking about for a while, right? Mm-hmm. What is your definition of love? And in that definition, how does it apply to your partner and to your community? Gosh, I, I know that love is not just a feeling and that it's an action in terms of your community. I think the, what we did in the party was just such a definition of love by what we did in the community. I don't know that, that there's any higher definition, that, not just Huey and Bobby, but all the men and women in the party and people that went to prison, separated from their children and their families, um, putting their lives on the line. It's just an ultimate example of undying love in, in terms of a mate. I can't say that it's unconditional, but it's... Um, Hmm. That one's a more complicated <laughs> answer. We have to do that on part two. <laughs> Show up for the talk. <laughs> and that talk is an actual live conversation happening with Frederica Newton on Saturday, February 15th, 2020 at San Francisco's DeYoung Museum. More on that at DeYoung.org. Frederica Newton is the co-founder and the president of the Huey P. Newton Foundation, which is currently working to establish a permanent statue and a museum in Oakland to honor the life of Huey P. Newton 
as well as the Black Panther Party. For more information, check out huepnewtonfoundation.org. This episode was produced by Ashley Ann Krigbaum. It was edited by Jessica Plachik and made possible by the good folks at KQED, including David Marcus, Holly Kernan, and Julie Kane. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw. And before I leave, I'll just have one simple request. Go out and love somebody. Yeah. Thank you. Peace. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 